Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Marked Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Marked Safe. Thanksgiving is over. Thanksgiving is over. You sent me a link to a bat dress. You needed it. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa died on Thanksgiving. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, you deserve a bat dress. Yeah. Did you buy it? I haven't yet because I don't. I have to like pull out the tape measure because I don't know like what size I'm in right now. I bet you'd probably wear a medium in that. They're real stretchy, but they're not like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I fully intend on buying the bat dress. Okay. And I will wear it. I am twinning with you here on okay. out on Thanksgiving. I wore mine the day before Thanksgiving this time. Oh. Are yeah, you- it, it threw a lot of people off. Yeah. Are you the reason my grandpa died? Fuck, I'm sorry. It's like some weird <laughs> butterfly effect. <laughs> I hope not. I let the bad vibes into the into the atmosphere too early. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. I'm trying. You, it, you know, if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. You could laugh and cry. Yeah. My understanding is you're bringing a lot of messiness to the table tonight. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we probably- I'm sorry about your grandpa, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. In case I haven't made that clear enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I am going to be kind of messy this episode. Okay. I've got some beef. Before we get to my beef, let's get to the bracket beef. Wow, okay. I Just for the record, I only kind of know- the nature of your beef or where you're going with any of this, but I have committed to backing you up on any beefs that you have for the rest of your life, whether you're right or wrong, whether they're good beef or bad beef, I will be putting my hair in a scrunchie behind you. Beef. It's what's for dinner. That's our wedding vows. (laughs) (laughs) Forever and always. Forever. I'm drawing a little heart in the air right now. Okay. Brackets. Brackets. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm so ready. Roast beef Manhattan mm. versus Italian beef. What the fuck is Italian beef? That's vague. Well, it that lo- must mean something. It looks like a steak sandwich, like a beef sandwich, like on a hoagie roll. Okay. I mean, honestly, they both sound fine. I don't know that I've had Italian beef specifically, um, but I am getting pregnancy gagging just thinking about it, so we're going to skip that one. <laughs> Roast beef Manhattan I, looks good with the gravy all over Have you over never it. had it? No. Oh, it's really good. I had an ex that used to make it, and it was so good. And that's the only thing I miss about that ex. But, um, <laughs> no, it was really, really good. I used to love the hell out of that. I don't think I could eat it right now. I think this baby says no, but normally I really like it. Um, and Italian beef, I think this baby says hell no to that, although I think it's actually objectively perfectly fine so we're we're gonna yeah sorry that's that's a fast one yeah roast beef manhattan for the win on that i'd I'd hate to take too long to get into this (laughs) you're just ready my segue you're ready for the beef you're ready for the beef well slow down slow down before we get into all that uh i do want to address our intro music yeah so when we first started this weird series of emails (laughs) yeah we did all all at the same time and you know what i get it so when we first started this podcast like 
we had a vision. Um, mm-hmm. We reached out to some incredible musicians. They give us like a ton of options. We picked the one that we liked, um, not the one that everybody else liked. And we spent some big for us bucks on, you know, 30 seconds of music. Yeah. So naturally things have evolved. We have found our footing and we cover more than just man-made disasters. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it could use some work. Uh, we've had some complaints on the sirens, which we were talking about this before we started recording tonight. It actually pisses me off that I missed that because that really triggers me when I'm like, when traffic radio comes on and you hear a siren. Yeah. But like, it's weird. Like, I, I have to acknowledge that it's super out of the blue because I don't think anyone's ever commented on the intro music one way or the other before. Maybe like my mom when we started it, but I don't like we never, ever get anything. And then we opened the inbox and there were there was like a review and a something else. An email. Like, there was something yeah, on Patreon. They and- were like touching each other like in a row. And they're like, I don't care for the intro music. And. I mean, I was not convinced it wasn't the same person, which is also valid. Make your voice heard. But I don't think it was. No, it, it definitely wasn't. It was so wasn't. weird. Yeah, so I reached out. I went in Horrible Ghouls and I'm like, you know, tell me what we think. It was pretty, it was pretty split right down the middle. It was, yeah. I personally love our intro music. I do wish, you know, like I do want to get rid of the sirens and, you know, switch it to maybe disasters. I reached out to our musician to see just kind of like a quote on what that fix and it's really expensive too um yeah and it's christmas so give us a minute (laughs) yeah so when we have the money we will we'll definitely fix it but here's the thing i'm not ever in a thousand years going to ask an artist a musician whatever to discount what they do no so we will get it done it just it's not going to be anytime soon. <laughs> so Yeah, no, there's too many kids around here. Yeah, so like, let's get through the baby and stuff. Until then, just bear with us. Skip 30 seconds. I think it's exactly 30 seconds. Yeah, or don't, because a lot of you do love it. Yeah. But if the sirens bother you, I'm sorry. We'll we'll fix it soon. Hopefully soon. Pretty yeah. soon. We're getting to it. You ready for some beef? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know we were going here until two seconds before we recorded. But again, our marriage vows. I don't know. I think it maybe I've just I've had like the shittiest month. You know, I have like the had the postpartum depression, trying out new meds. My grandpa died. We did get a wave of like reviews talking about my voice, which I'm sorry, this is my voice. You're just gonna have to deal with it. That that's not where I'm going with this. We do get reviews in like random ass waves all the time. I think they're like good or bad. I think they're TikTok waves. Uh, well, but I mean, like, on the same thing, good or bad. Yeah, that's true. Like, we'll get, like, three in a row that are either all saying the same good thing or all saying the same bad thing, and it's not the same person. So it's so it's it's just random, but it's weird. Well, we got one the other day, and I don't know why. It's really gotten under my skin. I'm not even sure this person listens, but you know what? I want to address oh, it. So <laughs> here's our latest one-star review. It says, quote, There's quite literally no reason for it to take 30 minutes for you guys to get to the point of your show. I want to like it, but it's so obnoxious to have to skip over half the show to actually hear anything of interest. Okay, listen, there is a reason it takes us a little bit to get into the show. (laughs) For me, at least, talking about some pretty terrible shit 
I don't know. It's not the easiest ask. And for you just to want me to jump straight into like death and blood and carnage, like right off the top is fucking weird. (laughs) It's fucking weird. Let me talk to my friend that I talk to once a week, say hello. Like, I'm sorry. I don't understand the complaint. We do brackets. I buy people fucking presents. I don't understand what there is to be mad about. I mean, honestly, for me, that is the one kind of negative feedback. I don't want to be a dick. I mean, you I'll let you be the dick today. But I don't want to be a dick. But like, I, I just that's the one that I fully don't care about. Because there are podcasts that have, or, you know, more of a friendship based thing, more of a conversational thing. And they always have long intros. And there are podcasts that don't. And you know, there's there's something for everybody. Um, but for me, it's kind of like watching a you know, a comedy movie and complaining that it's not horror, you know, that's just, it, it's not for you. That's okay. Yes. I don't know. I just felt like skipping over half of our show took way less time than writing that shitty review. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, how much time did you spend? Like, you had to go find us, click the reviews. You're talking about, like, me wasting your time. You, it sounds like you're wasting your own time. Oh, God. Well, if they were still listening, they're not now. <laughs> Here comes the flood of one stars. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I agree. I don't think that people necessarily understand sometimes that when you write a review, it it lands in a regular person's inbox. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not um, – most podcasts don't have like a – social media manager or that kind of thing. So it's someone sitting in their kid's school pickup line, opening their email (laughs) and uh, you telling them that they suck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I don't, I don't think people always think about that. (laughs) This might be literally the only time I talk about a bad review, but I don't know. Like I said, I had a shitty week and I'm just, I mean, I feel like everyone here, you are my family, my extended family, you know, so I'm just venting to you. That's all. It's okay. Yeah, I my my position on the uh, your podcast is two conversational reviews is uh, then listen to a different podcasts. You know. Yeah. Like I don't be a dick, and I'm really not being a dick, honestly. Like Crime Junkie, for example. I'm not saying they're not problematic. They're just off the top of my head a very polished, very um, produced non-conversational podcast if you like conversational podcasts there's sinisterhood let's go to court um my favorite murder and i know that all of those are liked because of their conversational nature and they get shit because of their conversational nature you just can't please so, everyone yeah no i mean we're a conversational podcast if you don't like it i'm sorry there's probably a lot of podcasts you don't like um but there are ones for you don't give up hope don't give up hope if we no, if, might not be this one, but there's one. Yeah. If, if, if you've, I don't know, if I find it, maybe I'll let you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, crime Junkie, like I said, off the top of my head, not very conversational. Um, what's the one with um, the two men? Shit. I don't know. I'm listening to such a good one right now. Yeah. Um, what is it? It's called Cocaine and Rhinestones. Oh my god, I love the name of that. It's so good. It's the history of country music, but it's like all pre-2000s. And it is, I mean, it's like true crime. It's not just, I don't know, if you don't like country music, you're still going to love the podcast. 
Wow. Oh, true crime all the time. That's what it is. That's one that, I mean, they are friends and it's a little conversational, but it's less than the more conversational ones that I just named. So yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Yep. This is never going to be one. <laughs> be free, my friend. Be yeah, free. be free. Okay. Yep. So on that note, because I'm not a total dickhead, um, <laughs> we had a nice review, right? Most of them are. <laughs> Almost all of them are. Yeah. Generally. They're overwhelmingly like, nice and they make us very happy. They they generally like what we do here. But I want to close my rant out with a rave. I don't want to just start this off all like shitty. So yeah, you do. I do, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we got, um. so our last five-star review came in a couple days after that. And at the end of the review was a request, quote, if you by chance see this, would you guys be willing to cover flood or ice-related disasters? Oh, yes. Which, by the way, we see them all. We do see them all. We see them all. Good, bad, indifferent. Sometimes um, we take some feedback that is, you know, kind, constructive feedback and run with that. Um, I think we talk faster now. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I think we do. That was bothering me long before anyone said that, but I do think that we talk faster now. If you're going to tell us that we're shitty, just do it nice nicely yeah i mean for all you know we agree yeah that's we why probably in do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll take constructive criticism all day long but yeah don't call sure. me obnoxious i know i'm an obnoxious i don't need <laughs> you to tell me that i don't oh i love you <laughs> no you're not so i i saw that and i was pretty like just revved up by the one star and i was like you know what i got i got you yes <laughs> i'm gonna cover your fucking ice related disaster because oh you know what like i want to put more energy into that this is like aggressive customer service aggressive this is like almost threatening customer service you want an ice related disaster <laughs> here you fucking go <laughs> <laughs> So, but this is like vengeful. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm in a weird space. You guys are just I on this tell. roller coaster with me. I'm going to try to keep it on the tracks, but <laughs> I think it's already off the track. It's been a weird month, let me tell you. Yeah. But if anybody out there wants to write a review about the fact that Melanie was off the tracks in an episode, I'll ask you to kindly go fuck yourself. Her grandfather just died. <laughs> My grandfather died. Say, yeah, <laughs> save your feedback a few weeks. Make it about something else, and then you can be as shitty as you want to be. Yeah. So two weeks. Yeah. Give me two weeks, and then come for yeah. me. Melanie's Melanie's exempt on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I asked on our social media accounts for suggestions on ice related disasters, and this week I picked one from Emily. I'm not gonna give you the full name because I don't know if do we do that. I don't know. I don't it's, know how it's it unclear works. week to week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna say Emily. I feel like if it's, I mean, I, I guess I feel like if it's posted in a public place where anyone following us could see their name, then it's fine. But otherwise, maybe not. I'm just going to go Emily today. We're just making shit up as we go, guys. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. Some days more than others. <laughs> Some days more than others. All right. You ready? Uh-huh. Today, I'm going to tell you a really sad love story. Oh, God, that's Okay. <laughs> It's really sad. Are you ready? I don't know. Not gonna lie. I'm really I'm really pregnant. <laughs> I cried on this one researching this uh, one. I okay. went through a lot of the 
old-timey newspapers for it. Fuck, okay. Okay. Clara and Eldridge Stanton had been married oh, for- Oh, what a name. Okay, I'm already crying. <laughs> they had been married for six years. Clara was an avid photographer, and Eldridge was a stationary company executive. And I like to imagine he probably wrote the best love letters to her on oh the best God. stationery ever. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, you can't work at a stationary place and not. No, I bet you do, though. Like the cobbler's children have no shoes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, not today. He's writing love <laughs> notes, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. I buy your vision for this. <laughs> they didn't have children, so they enjoyed the free time to travel. Twice a year, the Toronto couple would travel to Niagara Falls, once in the summer and once in the winter. It was their thing. For those that are not familiar, Niagara Falls is a group of three waterfalls at the southern end of Niagara Gorge, spanning the border between Canada and the United States. I haven't been yet, but it's at the tippy top of my bucket list. I would love to see your bucket list. It's really I bet weird. It is so much weird shit. I want to go to like the Cadillac Ranch, you know, where they have like the cars buried halfway. Mm-hmm. I have like a travel bucket list. I have like a things to do bucket list. I had one at one point. I haven't made one in a long time. Maybe I should. Maybe I really should. I really want to go to a wax museum, but I also really want to go to it with you. Okay. I know exactly where I'll take you then. There's a really weird one in Tijuana. <laughs> Okay. Wow. It's so good. It, I mean, it's so bad. It's good. Okay. Get some- I want to go one that's a little bit scary, though. Oh, it's scary. It's- <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> I've had a wax museum episode in the works for a minute, like a year. More actually. More I know. Years. I'm still waiting on this. You've been yeah, teasing I'm still waiting this. on your bounce houses, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you stop being a tease, I will. Okay. Maybe. We better stop. We're being obnoxious. Oh, okay. (laughs) In the winter, Clara and Eldridge enjoyed walking on Niagara's coolest tourist attraction, an ice bridge. No, no, don't do that. They're doing it. No, they shouldn't. No. Here's a great- No one who's on our (laughs) podcast should do that. Hold on. Hold on. I have something else obnoxious to say. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, if we don't get a bad review out of this episode, I swear to God, we fucked up. Um, did I tell you about the Shark Bridge at Newport Aquarium? No. I don't think I did. I had a lot going on that week. Um, okay. At the end of it, this is like so fucking irrelevant. So fucking irrelevant. At the end of it, there's this thing where you walk across this like bridge over an open shark tank and it looks like it's like some kind of little rickety bridge um, with net on the side. But then, I mean, it, it did to me anyway. But then when you step into it, you realize that it is actually just net. It's just like a net. It's just net. The whole thing's net. Oh, no. Yeah. The bottom is net. The sides are net. And you're just like kind of encased in net walking across uh, an open shark tank. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah. And I was thinking about the episode that you would do as our final episode when I died. I'll send you a picture of it later. It's fucking frightening. I'm intrigued. Okay. Okay. And I didn't even Google in advance if anyone had died there, which I always do. So I was like, fuck, usually I always read about this. And then, you know, I know, like I get on the roller coaster and I'm like, yep, people have died on this roller coaster. But I don't fucking know if people have died on the shark bridge. Maybe you were just like blacking it out. Um, no, I hadn't. I definitely, I didn't even know it existed until I was like on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm 
Googling it right now and I'm going to send you some stuff. Okay. Okay. Back, back to this episode we're apparently recording. Okay. So they like to walk on this ice bridge. Here's a great description on how the ice bridge naturally forms. Quote, it is created through a combination of circumstances. A mixture of ice and slush flows downriver from Lake Erie and drops over the falls. When it reaches the Maid of the Mist Eddy, just beyond the American Falls, it is forced into the Canadian bank where it jams. As more and more ice and slush is pushed against it, the whole mass begins to heave and hump from continuing pressure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Heave and hump. When the ice particles are pushed up out of the water, they freeze in a mass, which soon grows to a considerable size. This suspended glacier eventually reaches the American side of the gorge, and a true ice bridge is created. No, okay. This is a a non-man-made bridge that people walk on? Yes. I think the fuck not. <laughs> I think the fuck not. Well, they get really thick. On average, they're about Mm-mm. 80 feet thick. Mm-mm. Nope. 60 to 80 is usually how it goes. No, I don't don't care. No, that's a terrible idea. I hate it when this happens and there's something so, like, ridiculous that I have to inadvertently victim blame people because are you fucking kidding me? But (laughs) here we are. The ice bridge provided a view that you just couldn't get in the summer and people would visit in droves. I was reading once there was, like, one year where, like, one day where, like, 20,000 people showed up. Like, and they all got on the ice bridge? Yeah, in like 1888, like 20,000. What could possibly go wrong? Really? Right? <laughs> it was a winter wonderland. And because tourism equals big bucks, little shanties made of wood covered with tar paper popped up across the bridge. Jesus. So you, like, now you have shops with little shop owners hawking their goods. Little shop owners. <laughs> little shop owners. They're they're miniature. Okay. <laughs> and they're selling their miniature souvenirs. Oh, how cute. And their tiny tin type pictures. Oh my god. <laughs> Just get it. They're all normal size. They didn't they didn't know history would remember them this way. <laughs> but they should have. Is this a shanty for ants? this episode is wild okay (laughs) oh so yeah they're they're hawking their stuff they're also selling something i have never heard of in my entire life i'm assuming it's broth it's called Mm -hmm. beef tea (laughs) beef tea like do canadians call broth beef tea oh Fill us in, Canadians. If so, it's looking more and more uh, like what I if need it's a- really ju- no. What if it's really just tea, but like instead of fucking peppermint or something, it's just beef flavored. But that's like broth, right? I mean, no, like no, not really, because tea is tea. It's got tea ingredients. Is it like a grass-fed cow taste? I don't know. Ah, uh, ew. Okay, yeah. Please, please fill us in, Canadians. <laughs> Answer for yourself. For once, I can say answer for yourselves, Canadian. It's always us needing to answer for ourselves. We have no fucking answer. We just suck. Tell us what the beef tea is. For once, we get to make demands like this of Canadians. I don't know. I feel unearned moral superiority right now. (laughs) And I like it. (laughs) I want want to try some. I don't even know what it is, but I want to try. Of fucking course you do. 
Fucking course you do. All right. Well. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, if beef tea is not your jam, they also had booze on the ice bridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Quote, though shanties selling liquor, illegally, of course, were always located to the center of the river. There was a good reason for this. If the owner of the saloon was charged with a liquor violation, he had a good chance of having the charge drop since the boundary line was always disputed at trial. If Canadian <laughs> officials had laid the charge, the defendant would claim that his shanty was actually in the United States or vice versa. Shifting ice conditions often helped to bolster the defendant's arguments. Oh, I love that. I'm going to go commit some crimes on a, a border. Yeah. Yeah. This is an idea. Okay. Thank you for this inspiration. <laughs> in February of 1912, Clara and Eldridge booked a room at the Allen Hotel. They were excited about their visit to the ice bridge on the 4th, and they didn't want anything holding them back, specifically heavy winter clothes. Instead, the two chose to wear just sweaters, some light coats, and stocking caps so they could I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> so they could move around more freely. They headed out first thing in the morning ahead of the rush of tourists that came to the ice bridge in the afternoon. On the bridge, Claire and Eldridge chatted it up with other visitors, usually breaking the ice by joking about their choice of outfits on such a cold day. Are you really just going to let that pun slide? Oh, I was hoping you'd pick it up. <laughs> it was intentional. I mean, I'm sure it was, but you were just going to say it straight faced and move on, weren't you? <laughs> Nothing gets by you. No, nothing except dick jokes once in a while. <laughs> Throughout the morning, ice fell with the falls. Just before noon, a massive chunk of ice went over. At first, the large mass of ice moved slowly, growing as it floated along, collecting smaller ice pieces. But as both the wind and the water current picked up, so did its speed, and the ice raced down the river towards the 60-foot-thick ice bridge, it's dozen occupants, none the wiser. Oh, fuck. Like a floating wrecking ball, it slammed into the ice bridge. Quote, at once the bridge began to move out. The impact of the big ice flow against the solid bridge gave back a sound like the roaring of a park artillery. Oh, this is stressing me out, Melanie. Oh, already? Yes. Oh, you're going to hate this episode. Oh, God. Seriously, this isn't like the climax? Oh, no, sweetheart. No, this is stressing me the fuck out. Okay. An owner of one of the shanties, William Hill, was on the American side of the ice bridge when he heard a grinding and crashing of ice. He immediately took flight, running as fast as he could towards the Canadian side, yelling for others to follow him, a request that would surely save a lot of lives. Another shanty owner, William LeBlonde, echoed the same warnings. Philip Wending, a wrestler from Portland, and Michael Emmendorfer were the first to leap off the moving ice bridge. The two struggled in the icy waters, and when they were pulled to shore by onlookers, their clothes immediately froze to their bodies. Oof. Clara and Eldridge ran the opposite direction towards the American side. It was a mistake that they would immediately regret because when they reached the end, they were met with the worst possible scenario. There are so many bad scenarios. They watched helplessly as the bridge quickly separated and a lake of icy cold water formed right in front of their eyes. Oh, the couple stood in shock for a moment and then turned to race as fast as they could to the Canadian side. 
at 50 yards or half the length of a football field from the Canadian side, Clara, consumed with exhaustion, quote, fell on her face, utterly spent. No. The icy ground beneath him began to move again. Eldred tried dragging Clara. It was no use. Assessing their dire situation, Eldridge noticed two boys also racing towards the Canadian side. They were Ignatius Roth and Burl Heacock. The two 17-year-old boys were best friends and were taking pictures when the ice bridge began to rumble. Eldridge shouted to the boys as they ran, pleading for help, and the two didn't even pause for a moment before they started backtracking to rescue the couple. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Eldridge lifted Clara to her feet, taking her under one arm, and Burrell took the other. Ignatius, of no help at this point, ran ahead of the group towards the Canadian shore. Just north of the steel bridge, Ignatius jumped over the breaking ice. He called back to his best friend, quote, Can you make it? To which Burrell replied, No, goodbye. Don't tell oh, my fuck. mother. Oh. And said, don't tell my mother. She's going to know. She's going to know. Oh, fuck. Reluctant to leave his friend, Ignatius struggled through the ice and slush. William LeBlanc couldn't watch any longer. If he didn't help the boy, he would surely die. William jumped on the ice with a rope and, quote, half carried, half dragged Ignatius to shore. The block of ice that Clara, Eldridge, and Burrell were on fully detached and with growing speed, floated downstream. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Onlookers watched as the trio floated under the first of three bridges of the Niagara Gorge. First responders raced against time to the other two bridges in hopes of dropping ropes down to them. The Niagara Avenue firemen went to the lower steel arch bridge with ropes while the Canadian firemen had ropes down at the Cantilever Bridge, about 300 yards away. As the ice block raced downstream, it passed a hydroelectric electric station that was discharging water into the river. The water hit the ice block with such force that the sides began to crumble. Oh no! Flinging it around wildly. <gasps> so you just imagine, like, like it's not just they're not just sailing away on this oh, thing. Like my it is. The ice block broke into two, and the three found their floating real estate much, much smaller. Just before passing under the bridge, about a quarter mile from Whirlpool Rapids, the floating block of ice broke again into two parts. Melanie, my shoulders are so tense right now. <laughs> sorry. It's your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it broke in half again, and Burrell is on one sheet of ice. And Clara and Eldridge are on the other. Witnesses watched as Burrell waved to the couple. Eldridge waved back. Burrell, who had given up all hope, began to pass under the steel bridge when he saw the ropes that had been lowered. There was hope. Ontario Police Officer Pat Kelly gripped tightly onto the rope. Burrell took off his overcoat and leapt towards it, grabbing onto it tightly. But the slack in the rope gave way and Burrell was dropped waist deep into the icy cold water. Three massive chunks of ice smashed into him. But Burrell had held on. He did not give up. Hand over hand, Burrell pulled himself up the rope slowly. Officer Pat Kelly and his team pulling the rope on their end. Quote, the great crowd on the bridges cheered. 
those that were not weeping. When he was about 60 feet above the rushing waters, his arms tired. Oh, no. He tried unsuccessfully to wrap the rope around his legs. When that didn't work, he opened his mouth wide, clenching his teeth onto the rope. Still, Pat Kelly and his men continued to pull. 25 feet from the top, Burrell, quote, stopped and hung lip on the rope, which spun him around like a top. I have never been so stressed out by an episode as I am right now. (laughs) Exhausted from the entire ordeal, he could no longer hold on. Quote, he dropped, fell back, loosened holds, and fell into the raging current. Eldridge watched as Burrell fell from the sky. Clara kept her eyes closed. For a brief moment, Burrell broke to the surface of the water and tried in vain to backstroke towards the shore. But the current set his body racing downstream, and he was never seen again. Oh my god. That is so much worse than just ending up in the water and dying. Mm-hmm. Being that fucking close to rescue. He was so fucking close. Oh. I think I hate this episode. <laughs> I told you. I cry. I cried. It, this one was hard for me. Yeah. <sighs> you ready? No. Following Burrell on their own sheet of ice, Clara and Eldridge started to approach the cantilever bridge. Eldridge took off his coat and then knelt down to remove Clara's. He needed to be able to move quickly. Passing under the bridge at high speed, Eldridge was able to grasp one of the ropes. He quickly bent over and tied the rope around Clara's waist. But the current was so strong that the rope broke. Holy shit. Eldridge waved the broken piece of rope to the crowd, his face full of defeat. The ice block raced to the lower steel bridge where Burrell had met his end. Again, Eldridge was able to grasp onto another rope, this time with more slack. Again, he knelt over to tie it around his wife's waist first. But it had been more than an hour since the ice bridge collapsed, and despite his will and his best efforts, the freezing temperatures had taken a toll on Eldridge's hands. Quote, he threw it away, refusing to take any chance to save himself. With the last bit of energy, he wrapped a coat around Clara. He lifted her to her feet and kissed her. Clara made the sign of the cross and again fell to her knees. The couple laid on the ice, Eldridge wrapping his arms around her. The sheet of ice they occupied raced towards the whirlpool where a great wave consumed them. Their favorite vacation spot, now their final resting place. Who fucking hurt you, Melanie? Blame Emily. I am actually about to cry. I told you, it's a sad love story. Oh my god. This is reminding me of the part in Titanic with the old couple in the water under their bed. Right? Oh, I am not okay right now. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought I was just getting into a bridge collapse. I didn't know that there was going to be something tragically romantic about it holy shit okay the following day recovery efforts of the three victims were unsuccessful quote although watchers were stationed on whirlpool rapids today it was not expected the ice churning water would soon if ever 
released the bodies of the man, woman, and boy swept down in the gorge with the flow yesterday. The appearance of the whirlpool was ugly, and the grinding of the ice jams echoed through the gorge. Mm. They never found any of them. Jesus Christ. Burrell's last plead with Ignatius, quote, don't tell my mother, was fulfilled for a short time by his own father. Quote, the father hoped against hope that word still might come that the boy's life had been spared. So he didn't tell his mom until, like, it was for sure he wasn't coming home. Oh, my God. Like, that anything had happened at all? Right. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow, I could never do that. Mm-mm. Never. In the hospital, Ignatius told reporters, quote, I am thankful that God permitted me to escape, but, oh, it's so sad to lose Burrell. We have been chums all our lives. He was an only boy, and this will break his mother's heart. When Eldridge and Clara never returned to the Allen Hotel after their trip to the Ice Bridge, the hotel reached out to authorities, and this is how the couple came to be identified. Fuck. Which I thought was just... Yeah. (sighs) Oh, my God. Is this the saddest episode you've ever done? It might be. Okay. Thanks. I hate it. Because the ice bridge had collapsed pretty early in the day, hundreds of lives were actually potentially spared because usually there were just thousands, you know? Yeah. Despite this outlook, rescuers struggled with the loss of the three. Quote, if we only had time, we could have rescued the boy and perhaps the man and woman. We had no time to make a slip noose in the rope, nor to fasten it about one of our own men who volunteered to go down to assist them. Every second counted, and we barely had time to get the rope down to Heacock as he passed beneath the bridge. I suppose he was so benumbed by the cold that he could not hang on. The ice bridge disaster on February 4th, 1912 may have been the first for Niagara, but It was also certainly the last. The day after the tragedy, what was left of the bridge was mended by itself with some new ice. It was just back to normal. But it would remain closed to the public for good. Eldridge's Eldridge's sister, Canadian poet and novelist Verna Sheard, dedicated her book, The Miracle and Other Poems, to her brother. The dedication read, To my dear brother, Eldridge Stanton, Jr., who died bravely at Niagara on the afternoon of Sunday, February 4th, 1912. No tears for these, no tears or sighs or breaking heart, but smiles that thou so well that bitter hour didst play the part. So she's just, she's saying, you know, he he was a hero. You know, he did everything to save his wife. If you visit the observation deck on the Canadian side of the Niagara Falls, you will find a small memorial for Burrell. It reads, to the memory of Burrell Heacock of Cleveland, Ohio, aged 17 years, who lost his life in a heroic attempt to rescue Mr. and Mrs. Eldridge Stanton of Toronto, Ontario, when the ice bridge in the gorge immediately below swept down the Niagara River and into the Whirlpool Rapids, February 4th, 1912. Oh, that's so freaking sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, Melanie. What are you doing to me? I'm just trying to prove that it doesn't matter about count. It could be one, two, three, one thousand. They all suck. I think the smaller ones are worse sometimes. Mm. There, what is that quote about like a million deaths is a statistic, one death is a tragedy or something yeah. like that? 
That's true. I mean, it's all a tragedy, but it's the way your brain perceives it. Yeah, this one was... This one was rough. There's so many good ice disaster recommendations. I don't know. I kind of want to stick with the theme. It's winter, right? Yeah, I actually saw the comment for that one, and I had kind of mentally bookmarked it for some reason. I was like, oh, I wasn't overly interested in the concept of ice disasters, but I saw that one, and I was like, that sounds interesting. I got to look into that later, and now here you are. Yeah. I think, like, ice storms would be real good. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some on my list. Who knows if or when I'll ever cover them, but my list is uh, more than enough material to probably outlive the podcast already. Yeah. I mean, I I probably would have not this covered this if it hadn't been recommended and it was nice thanks that, a lot emily thanks and uh it was nice that it it kind of came out of a good review too because like i said I've had a shitty month <laughs> yeah so we need some wow. disaster relief fucking hell we do <laughs> <laughs> you go first we have a new family member what? Oh, oh, which, yes. Which I know okay. is weird saying, like, my grandpa died, but now we got a new family member. Um, yeah, it kind of makes it sound like you replaced your grandpa with this, which is about to get weirder once people find out what it is. Yep. So his name's Squeegee McDonald <laughs> Cruz. <laughs> we have a habit of naming pets around here inanimate objects. <laughs> Necklace. Necklace. Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Sure. Now Squeegee. Okay. Squeegee. So my oldest daughter is turning eight soon and um, she loves animals. I know I've talked about Ava and how she will only check out library books that have animals because she wants to be a vet. She has been asking for an axolotl. So I told her I wasn't going to get her one unless she was an expert. And so she, of course, we bought her all so the she's books. she's an expert now. <laughs> bought her all the books. And it was really cute because I was still so unsure about it because they're endangered in the wild. So I'm like, is this problematic for me to own them? Which I've seen, since discovered that it's it's not. It's different. Like, we're not plucking them out of the wild. They're captivity bred. But it was really cute. We went to the shop. I called and they had the exact one she wanted. But I like to just double check her work. And I'm like... What about this, 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 and this? And the guy that was selling it <laughs> actually said a couple things wrong. <laughs> and Ava schooled him. <laughs> oh, my God. I love her. And uh, he said, uh, he said, usually I'm a little weary about kids getting pets. He was like, but uh, <laughs> sounds like she's got this under control. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Squeegee is really fucking cool. Tell me about this. So he's a baby. Um, he's a Lucy. So he's a um. So when they're younger, they're kind of translucent, and then like Ooh. the older they'll get, they it's more of like a fleshy tone. Um, he's got little cute, fluffy gills. Um, they don't see very well. Um, so you have to like put their food like right in front of them. No, but they're really it's really cute, and he's just. They're just chill and they live for a long time. They can live like 10 to 15 years. That might be too long, but I guess that's nice for you guys. That's on par with the bunny. I mean, they're all going to kick the bucket at the same time. Oh, she's so happy. She like, she cried. Her (sighs) happy tears. Oh my God. I'm going to make Ava my disaster relief. I love that kid. She just, she really internalizes things. She, she takes everything very seriously. Like she's 
probably the most responsible kid I've ever met in my whole entire life. But yeah, she's just very scheduled. And, you know, so when I bought her the books, like I also bought her a notebook that had little axolotls on it. And it's halfway (laughs) filled with facts about axolotls. So she likes to journal about him. And yeah. I love her. But I told her, I was like, you're not so going to get anything else for your birthday. I mean, this you're, you're spending a lot of, like, they're not cheap. And then you have to get, like, the things and the worms and the... Yeah, the setup is, I'm sure, a lot. And uh, she, she said, it's okay, Mom. It's not about me. It's about Squeegee. I think she's going to be a good mom one day. <laughs> I <laughs> if think she, she is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Well, that's adorable. Okay. Well, um... Regarding myself, there's a plot twist that we're all just finding out, which is called I Am Actually Just a Shill for Big Pharma, because this week my recommendation is Zofran. (laughs) (laughs) We're not sponsored, I swear. (laughs) No. That'd be cool, though. I mean, Big Pharma's got money. Yeah. I have one thing that I am... Yeah, hold on. Let me get back to that in a second. But I... Drugs. Jesus Christ. I have something that I am dying to talk about because it's so cute and so cool and so us. And I started getting it as a targeted ad on Facebook. And I'm like, holy shit, we have got to get these people to like talk to us. But I can't tell you. And it's been like a year. But I can't tell you anything about it because I'm getting a Christmas present from there. And I, it's, I'm losing my mind. It's driving me crazy. Why don't you just tell me? No, stop it. <sighs> I'm not going to survive much longer, though. It's almost Christmas. Um, no. So Zofran, Yeah. It, um, we all know that I've been struggling. <laughs> Barfy McBarferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have been not able to eat anything and not able to do anything. And it's so bad. I don't know if I've really even told you this because it sounds so dumb. So I'm just going to skip privately telling you and just tell the fucking world because that's how I work. <laughs> um, I, I have really, really stupid triggers for this like really stupid it's not the things that you would think it's not like um like you know a lot of people it's like cooking smells or different things like that no um it it's walking into a kitchen a lot um the interior of refrigerators even perfectly clean ones um holding pills i don't even have to Ooh, I almost can't talk about that. I don't even have to take them, just holding them or talking about them. You're going to make yourself throw up. I can hear you right now. I literally am. Yeah. So it's stupid. There's a lot of stuff and it's stupid and I can't talk about it. Wow. I can't talk about it. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff and it's really stupid. And it's like very everyday stuff. Very everyday stuff. And it is ruining my fucking life. <laughs> Um, but I got a Zofran script and, um, insurance will only let me fill nine pills at a time, which is stupid, but, oh, okay. I've been able to eat a little bit, um, a little more than just fruit. I mean, still mostly fruit, but, you love your fruit. um, yeah. Oh gosh. My husband went to the store and brought me home, not one, but two packages of cut cantaloupe today. Aww. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, I mean, maybe cantaloupe is just, but I, I kind of did that one last week. So Zofran, it is um, letting me survive. And then while we're talking about food and not dying, I will also mention that I have a really yummy um, recipe for a pistachio layer dessert. Okay, I want I, that. 
Yeah, I make it for Thanksgiving every year. I don't fucking know why. Like, it's not a Thanksgiving food whatsoever. But I have for like eight years. And it's really good. I love And pistachios. I had it and now I kind of want more. Yeah, it's like, well, the bottom, the crust is, um, it's like you make the crust out of pecans, sugar, melted butter, flour, like crunched up pecans, I think. And then there's a layer of, um, it's like cream cheese, whipped cream, and powdered sugar. It's just like a general sweet creamy layer and then a layer of pistachio pudding and then a layer of um cool whip it's very midwestern and then, now that i'm saying this out loud i'm hearing how midwestern it is <laughs> and um and then i put some little bitty crumbled up um pistachios on top and it is really yummy and you should make it it's really easy and it's really delicious yeah and it keeps in the fridge so well yeah send that to me because i need something yeah, good. i actually i actually think i put it in horrible ghouls at one point but yeah, no, I made it for Thanksgiving. It was really freaking yummy. And then I I don't think I brought it home and I meant to. And Oh, that's yeah, the worst. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what became of it. Hopefully somebody ate it. But yeah, now I think I may need to make some more off season. <laughs> so yeah, you should too. Okay. Okay. That's all. Um, we also have some Patreon stuff. Okay. Postcards have been mailed out. If you're wondering where they're at, my grandpa died. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> God, Melanie, how long are you going to milk it? Um, Please know I'm so kidding. They're mailed out. They're on their way. Also, like I said, shitty month. My Patreon episode for November is pretty much completed. We just have to get to recording it. So thanks for being patient with that. The good thing is I was telling Brianne because hers will be... Not long after Coming mine. in hot behind that. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to love bomb you with some yeah. Patreon episodes. And like I said to Melanie, isn't that what, isn't that an abuse tactic, I think? I mean, we've been having beefs today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's leaning into that as our brand, I guess, but sure. It's just, it has to be on theme today. Um, also. Melanie's abusing you and me, everyone. <laughs> we have two new buddies but one of them didn't put their name, so I can't give them their shout out. Well, shit. Here's what we're going to do, though. So, Wiley, you know you were talking shit about Wiley. Oh, God, what shit was I talking I talk so much shit I can't keep it straight. I think you said, like, he was a stalker. Turns out <laughs> Wiley's a woman. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's a cool name for a woman. I am so sorry, Wiley. Um, So, today... She was actually... Wait, like, do we know this? Have we, like, confirmed this with, like, preferred pronouns or something? We're not just, like, looking at faces? I'm going to read the message. Okay. As long as this is, like, coming from the person somehow. Yeah. I think it's okay. Okay. I wonder if she's a boomer like me. I don't know. I had to try to um, synchronize my phone with iTunes on my computer somehow today, and I have never felt like such a boomer. I'm like, am I in it? Am I in iTunes? No, it was, like, the the google store or something like not even close so while i said that i'm pretty new to the podcast and patreon in general i don't know who the other person you guys mentioned is and i couldn't find their username but almost always always down to give blood so sunshine was your buddy last week she should be in horrible ghouls right oh i'm sure yeah and then she wrote uh, do, do, do. It doesn't really matter, but just to let you know, I am a woman, and you know what? It, do, it does matter. <laughs> it does me. matter. It's important yes, to no, me. it matters. 
We will always um, use the right pronouns in this podcast. Yes. And if we don't, please tell us and we will definitely fix it. Yeah. I hope both of you are successful in all you do. So sweet, right? So sweet. Yeah. So I'm going to give Wiley, I'm going to give you another buddy. So you'll have two buddies because I'm an asshole that... Sunshine's a really good buddy, though. Sunshine's the best buddy, but you can't have too many buddies. Sunshine's kind of my personal buddy since we've met in person. I want to brag. I do want to brag. That's what I'm doing. That's my whole purpose here. Wiley, your other buddy is going to be Ellen Barford. Nice. I like how that's spelled. E-L-L-Y-N. Ellen. I like it, too. Isn't that pretty? Yeah, I'm taking a lot of notes while I'm trying to name this baby from our cutely named patrons. (laughs) Now I kind of love Wiley. (laughs) Yeah, right. I knew a Wiley. Um, I think that's why I immediately went male with that because I one of my friends was named Wiley um, in California. I think it's more often a male name. Like I would consider it gender neutral, but I mean, I think the default would kind of lean toward male. I would say the default's a coyote, but okay. Um, yeah, so thank you for your support. Go donate blood, go donate canned goods, go donate, go donate a your kidney. kidney. And uh, yeah, I was gonna shout that over you if you weren't gonna say it. I'm really about chaotic kidney donation. That's what we're doing from now on. Donate blood, donate canned goods, donate kidneys, donate bone marrow. Yes, that's important. That is so important. Mm-hmm. That is important. Donate your hair if you cut it off. Yeah. Like if it's a lot, like if you have, you know, short hair and you just get a trim, no one wants that. Don't do it. What about things not to donate? Like a jar of fingernails, toenails, a jar, <laughs> Melanie's jar of scabs. Jar of scabs. Don't do that. Nobody <laughs> needs that. No, don't donate that. I just cut my husband's hair today and I'm I'm thinking about that mess when I say donate hair and I'm like, don't, no, please don't try to donate that to somebody. One day. Imagine how pissed locks of love would be if they like got that in a Ziploc. They'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> One of these days, I've actually looked this up. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. Um, Whiskey's hair, because he blows out a couple times a year, having a sweater made. I don't know if you've talked about that or if that just sounds so on brand for you that I feel like you've talked about I that. did find someone um, in Oregon when we lived there. That's how serious I was about oh getting this God. done. I might revisit that when we become a famous podcast for being obnoxious and having beef. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I want to read your bucket list. I'm telling you. Dog first sweaters. Okay. Please. Look, you know what? Let's Let's make bucket lists. Let's do that for um, a Patreon bonus, too. Ooh. You want to do I'm that? I'm into it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Get your together. We're going to lump. We're going to lump. We are going to love bomb these people. Yes. And also, our kids are supposed to record a Mark Safe mini soon. Also, we keep making plans for that and then just never mentioning it when the day comes. So we really need to yeah. stop that. Um, people. Send us your bucket list and we can talk about some highlights from those. Maybe get some ideas. Oh, yes. Please, please, please send us your bucket list. That would be awesome. I'd love to talk about that on an episode. Yes. Like we do. Um, I say, I'm just speaking for both of us. <laughs> we do want to hear things like that you want to take a cross country road trip or something. But you know me, I especially want to hear that you want to punch your Uncle John in the mouth one Thanksgiving. <laughs> And I especially want to hear 
that you want to do it with your boyfriend on a golf course, like someone I know and you know whose name I'm not going to say did one time. I'll tell you after. And um, I was like, who? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Probably the person you least expect. Oh, my. Um, it wasn't me. Um, yeah. No, I want your weird shit. Okay. Yes. Do you want to burn down a wax museum? Oh, that's I want to go to one, but do you want to fuck one up? <laughs> I mean, listen. What are candles made out of, right? Fucking wax. Okay. So do you want to fuck up a wax museum? You want to you um, fuck, fuck up a golf and course? a wax museum? <laughs> Ooh, while it burns. What? Okay, this is going <laughs> to be dark. We need to go to bed. I, <laughs> go stop. To <laughs> Full stop. Good night. Sweet dreams. Lips. Or no dreams. <laughs> no, you're going to have dreams. <laughs> hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shout outs, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.